0: Welcome, everybody, to Field of Geeks Mission Report. Uh, this is our, what number, Mission Report? Do, is it, how are we counting? Oh, I think it's five, maybe. I'm five. not sure. Yeah. It's a number. It's a number. <laughs> I'm Steve. This isn't the first episode. Right. <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> All right. So, um, Discovery's back. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to kind of run through seven, eight, and nine a little bit, um, briefly, and then, um, you know, that's... Ancient history to Star Trek fans because we watched those so long ago. I mean, that's just right. That's so 2017. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, and then we'll we'll run through um, the episode from the other night, which was quite the. If it was a book, it'd be a real page turner. You know, it right. was just so awesome. Right. So, so we'll uh, we'll run through uh, those uh, that episode in, in a lot of depth, and we'll kind of touch on seven, eight, and nine a little bit, and give that first half of the season a, a quick wrap. It's just great that it's on again. So so happy to yeah. have some Star Trek on TV, even if it's a streaming TV.
1: But oh, I know we had that mid season finale, and yeah, you know, usually with finales, it's like I gotta wait all summer. But <laughs> this even felt like a almost a summer wait because it was maybe a month.
0: Yeah, it was a, what end of November, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then here we are, and. Um, it's not like Game of Thrones where you know I'm I don't know if I'll even be alive by the time <laughs> the last season hits. I know they so, keep pushing it out. Right. It's uh, I think 2019. I'll be caught four. up by then. You'll so be caught that's up. Good. I haven't minute. even started yet. Yeah, I was telling someone at work that because uh, they were asking about the show, and I'm like, well, it's not on Netflix, <laughs> and they assumed it was, and they're like, oh no. So we'll do this about two months before the next season comes out. Get HBO, catch up on it, finish that season. Cancel. I did that was Dexter and Showtime. Sorry, Showtime. <laughs> nice. No offense, but you know, only have room in my life for one pay TV, right. and that's uh, HBO. So,
1: well, the good news is, if you know, for any UK listeners, if you have Netflix, I believe you can get um, Star Trek Discovery, and I think recently, that's right. yeah, recently CBS All Access. This might be a new deal still, but I'm pretty sure they made a deal with Amazon Video, which Ooh, is Amazon Prime, which I have. Right. So <laughs> either way, you know, not saying you know, like I do like all access, but yeah, yeah if you can eliminate some streaming uh, services, the better.
0: I Hawaii Five-0 is leaving me on Access. I'm not. Yeah. I'll I'll get it forever just yeah. because of Hawaii Five O. <laughs> so
1: well,
0: and of course Star Trek. You of know, you course. got access to all that
1: and all the evening news that you.
0: Want. Oh, I know. That's, yeah. that's what I totally don't wait for at all. Right, it's right. <laughs> Cigarettes are bad. Whoa! <laughs> or CBS uh, Sunday morning, is it, you know, yeah. for the 90-year-old crowd? <laughs> just so bizarre. Um, so, uh, before we dive into some of the Discovery shows, um, one of our favorites, Deep Space Nine, uh, just celebrated an anniversary. 25 years. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I feel old well easy I, I easy know. buddy no <laughs> but no you're right though it it just it, time flies man and, and you, i can't even believe it's been 25 years yeah you know and it's um uh, and it's still such a groundbreaking show as far as star trek was concerned um and and even with regular episodic dramas today they still tackled some really cool stuff you know that um sure. is is pretty timeless as far as its messaging and especially in today's world you know i mean of course you know uh, insurgents terrorist type stuff and you know just a lot of heavy topics disguised in star trek of course but very universal messages you know and uh, it's it's still fun to watch deep space nine because it it resonates and it's still very entertaining
1: i think it had well i guess tng had a lot to prove but ds9 you know this was the first show without roddenberry at all right so this was this had to prove itself uh, in a major way, and you know they, I think they were, they were the first to go with some of the arc storytelling, yeah. right? Which now Discovery uses all the time, right? So you know they had they had a rough start. I think every show has kind of had their uh, you know rough sure patches, and them bringing you know Michael Dorn on later on, I think really brought a lot of people in yeah. more. But yeah, I liked it from the start. I was so excited. You know, this was back when. You didn't have any DVRs, or yeah, you had to record it on a tape. <laughs> VCRs, <laughs> right? And they had an encore presentation, so yeah. you at least got two chances to record it. Because you know, after we, that, you're done, right? For a while, yeah. yeah. Um, so you would have to master the time recording, <laughs> right. which I did, but I still had backups just in case. I had my uncle record it. I recorded it. I, I still remember the the caption. You know, when I turned it on, and oh yeah. It, it, you know, I forgot. I forgot what the caption said, but I was just like, "Oh my God, this is so cool!" Yeah, like, I'm so ready to see this show. And it's just uh, it was a bigger world. TNG helped right. kind of guide us into it, you know, because we had Picard in the first episode or second, the two parter, I think, right? Um, second of the two parter, right? Right. Now. But that was very unique because you know Picard was, of course, we had him come back from the Borg, and he wasn't like the perfect captain anymore, right. even though you know I think our us diehard fans. Still, we like, this guy can't do no yeah, We're wrong. not
0: blaming him for right. being,
1: you know, taken over. But Benjamin Sisko did, and that was very powerful to see a different... To see that side, that loquitis, right. that locusis, you know, what he could do and what he did. Things we didn't see on the TNG show, and just that, you know, <laughs> Sisko's dislike for Picard. Right. This, you know, because Picard was always pretty much respected, yeah. and this was the first time. This was, you know, it was pretty gutsy, you know, yeah. and it was... And first, Picard didn't care. No, no, yeah. He was like, well, we'll just uh, reassign you. Yeah, But um, yeah, and it was, it was of course, big for African-Americans. It the first Star Trek show led by an African-American, Avery Brooks. Avery Books. Brooks, Brooks, yes, yes, thank you. He was on uh, Spencer from Hire. Spencer, Spencer from for Hire, Hi- yeah. Uh, Hawk, he played Hawk or something. That's but, right. And he later on looked like Hawk again. Hawk was balding and he had like right. a goatee. So yeah, it was really really neat, though, to... To meet all these new characters, and of course that you know throughout their run things changed. Like it's always funny to see a pilot episode. Yeah, they always make big big changes, to like makeup especially. Right, like Odo looks oh, weird yeah. in the pilot, and then they just. But season two or that. three, he really started looking a lot different. Right. And, yeah. Know. Yeah. And I think Michael Dorn, you know, with the TNG, you know, he had the same thing, and they adjusted yeah. as they went. And but yeah, that was uh it was a great time. Yeah, it was a great time.
0: It was. I mean, we we had what. At one point weren't all 3 still on the air?
1: Yeah, I think TNG was still rapping,
0: yeah. and then we had Deep Space Nine and Voyager was just starting up too, right? Right, yeah. So it's something like that, but yeah, just
1: Yeah, great if they show. they were all 3 on the air at the same time they were very close. We at least had 2. I mean You're right. I, yeah, I know there was, was at least so 2. Spoiled. It was just spoiled it was rotten. crazy. Like I I long for those days yeah. again cuz man, it was I mean really, I was spoiled cuz I was a kid having all the Star Trek I wanted, even the movies you had with it. And, you know, if I was a fan back in the 60s or 70s, man, I'd be, like, longing for more. You know, you got the animated series that happened and then the motion picture. But, yeah, the 90s was just a great time for The 70s was quite the dry
0: zone for Trek fans. But, you know. Right. And, you know, that's when I became one was, geez, mid-70s. Is when I first remember watching it and stuff as a kid, and so luckily uh,
1: you don't have to wait too long to get more. I didn't
0: have to wait too long for me, you yeah. know. But uh, you know, I man, my dad he was just such a such a Trek fan, and I'm, I'm glad he was. Otherwise,
1: I probably wouldn't have ever
0: <laughs> jumped on the train. Maybe I would have. I don't know. But yeah,
1: I mean, you know, like it or not, we we got Star Wars because uh, of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, it took took that vision to get us Star Wars, and it also Star Wars in a way paid back the favor. By, you know, letting yeah. Paramount be like, hey, we should take Star Trek to the movies. Right. And that's what they did. And I think we had a pretty good run with those. Oh, yeah. You know, they weren't all classics, but.
0: No, but you know what? They were all at least good in their own ways. Sure. You know, I mean, some were better than others, obviously. Of course. But, you know, Khan, Con, um, First Contact. You yes. You know, Voyage Home hint we'll talk about that a little bit yes Um, yes
1: but yeah that was the biggest mistake i think paramount like the way tng was going it seemed like the formula was okay they're gonna do their series and then they're gonna go to movies yeah sadly that never happened with ds9 or voyager right and uh they both ran seven years so it's not like they were only on for a couple years no one cared anymore i mean that's that was that's been the biggest uh, mistake i think and it it sucks. Yeah, you know, it, even just one movie. Yeah, you know, whether a it's crossover to wrap up things or a yeah. crossover,
0: but uh, that's what they do today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. You know, they could have easily done that, and you know, it's never technically too late to no. revisit some of that. But at the same time, it's
1: probably too late. A lot to of revisit. shows are getting revised again, yeah. so you know, hey, Netflix, wake up, CBS, someone. Yeah. I mean, come on, we're gonna get a DS9 documentary soon, so right. that's good. But. I uh, so much wasted opportunity. So, do you
0: still have your tapes? I have some of them. Do you yeah. still? Yeah, yeah I, I still do. have some as well. The old um, commercials on them because <laughs> I I started taping Voyager, yeah, and I have I think the first two seasons all on VCR That's still. Crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, that would was... you uh,
1: sometimes when I re- record something I do it really professionally. Like I would actually pause the recording. We had you had to commit though. You had to stay with the show. Right. Sometimes that damn commercial break would come back, you right. know, and you're like, damn it. I missed it. Yeah, I was I was pretty good about if I was
0: watching it live, I would do it. Yeah. You know, and Same then year. you know, worst case there's like a split second of a end of a commercial or yeah. the beginning, you yeah. know. I was never perfect at it, but uh <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Those are packed up somewhere with a million other tapes that I know, I've got so many myself that I can't let go
1: of for some insanely stupid reason. I'm still there, yeah. Like I remember going to uh Dolls we had here was a grocery store, and it's no longer here, sadly, to me. Um But they had these stickers in there, like by the cards. You know, have birthday cards yeah. and all that. They had they had all these stickers, and they had like SNL stickers at the time. Oh, You're nice. talking like Wayne's World, whatever other characters, maybe yeah. Pat. But they had uh TNG stickers, and they were like purple background. They were really nice stickers, yeah. and so I stuck those onto my VHS tapes. Oh, cool. So yeah, I really customized them quite a bit, and. I took a lot of pride. I, you know, of course, I started, I would miss an episode and then I, I guess I felt like, well, I got to stop. Or, yeah. you know, there'd be gaps. So thankful DVD came along and didn't take up as much room. Right. Cause that was one of my best gifts ever is uh, I got all the TNG one Christmas. Oh, yeah. It, I was like, this is heaven. And of course, I asked my stepdad after that, like, probably a few more years in a row for the DS9s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got a little. Greedy but Getting greedy. Yeah, but yeah, those tape days, oh that's oh gosh. People kids today
0: don't even they'll never know what that's like. No at all. Not at all. The uh
1: fun of it and the heartache of it at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sadly it's the only way I know how to record right. to this day. I don't have a DVD recorder, so right. I don't know what to do. I had a DVD
0: <laughs> recorder and I never mastered it like I did VCR. Yeah, it's mean, not don't, as user friendly. No, it wasn't at all. I think I was able to maybe record one or two things.
1: Ever, it's just so weird. It's like it's like digital technology and you burn it on a disc versus tape. You know, it's just, just yeah. so so different. Yeah, really old school. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, so that's a, uh, you know, we wish uh, the cast of Deep Space Nine and the crew and everyone behind that show just a uh, big congratulations and you know it's uh, quite a fun run that they had and you know it's it was nice to see them getting some press and everything sure. surrounding the 25th anniversary and yeah, uh, so that's pretty awesome yeah so, fantastic good stuff. so we we kind of touched upon some of the movies um you know and one of the more successful movies was Star Trek 4 this one was really instrumental in i think bringing in kind of a wider audience you know it, it sure. appealed to a more of a mass audience yeah. i think than maybe your uh search for Spock or anything that came before it you know which was you know obviously huge for Star Trek fans but this one I think had a degree of fun to it that um the others didn't really see directed by Leonard Nimoy who uh really proved the chops that he had for direction you know in, in yeah. that film that was just entirely amazing but it centered around humpback whales and time travel and how you know they didn't um this probe from the future was going to Earth, causing all this disruption. No one could communicate with it at all, and it turned out that they were signaling for the whales, for humpback whales. Yeah, and uh, since they weren't getting a response back, you know, things were just getting destroyed basically. And uh, so, you know, throughout the whole movie, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen this one, that's on you, and no, that's not on, on me <laughs> or us. But uh, you know, spoiler alert: they go back in time, Kirk and everybody. They save the day. They get a couple humpback whales, bring them to the future. Boom, probe gone, day saved. Um heroes of the Federation once again, they're no longer running. And, shocking. Yeah, shocking. So it's <laughs> unreal. unreal. But the um humpback. Humpback whales.
1: <laughs> um
0: pretty cool story with that lately.
1: Yeah, um a marine biologist was saved by a fifty foot humpback whale. There was a tiger shark where she was diving, and she Man. had no idea. That there was a shark down there, right. and this humpback whale would lift her off, uh, lift her out of the water on its back, and she, you know, I don't know. She, I think at the time didn't really understand what was going on. Like maybe it was attacking her. She just didn't yeah. know. It was just weird. I was, it was scooping her up. Well, basically. yeah. How would you feel in that situation? Right. right. It's like what the heck, you know. But just from my Star Trek knowledge, those <laughs> are like the best whales. Right. You can't, you can't go wrong. You know, and uh, yeah. was it George or Gracie? Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, if I if I was rich enough, and well, it probably wouldn't be bad. Uh, it'd be bad to have him in captivity, but right. if I if I could buy two whales in the ocean, I oh, I'd yeah. name them that. For there sure. you go, for sure. But um, yeah, so I, I watched the video. It's very hard to see the shark, but it was down there. Uh, you know, because the video is only her point of view, so you could see the the whale's fin. You know, yeah. like kind of scooping her up and. She, yeah, she took a nice ride and she swear it was trying to communicate to her. Right. I mean, whales are smart. Like, I'm not a biologist, yeah. but, or I'm a marine biologist, but I know there's so much mystery out there in the oceans. And we were talking about this earlier how, you know, Star Trek's great. Sure. They explore space and all that. But, man, there's so much still to explore here on Earth. Yeah, two the thirds oceans. of our planet is underwater. Right. There's so much mysterious yeah. things down there. It's crazy. I w- I'm not brave enough to go explore those mysteries. I can't even <laughs> swim. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know yeah I don't know sub sorry, yeah, Have someone else do it? Toss me in
0: a pool, I'm done, yeah, you know, I mean, so I'm a sinker
1: <laughs> we're we're gonna send James Cameron
0: down there for there everybody we go, he's right. gonna he's gonna unlock the mysteries, but and the more we keep him busy with that, the less chance of avatar sequence <laughs> we
1: <laughs> are you sure, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay we, we got it, we got it, go home, everybody. Go it home. can wait, <laughs> burn down the sets, um well Disney's coming, so yeah. anyway, yeah, Walt Disney's ghost will haunt that set, whatever, but uh. No, it's just a great story. I always love stories like this because you know we're really humanity's just really, I think, just su- such a small species compared to these whales. You know, it's yeah. just and they're protectors. Clearly, this one was, and
0: and you know, it's just so cool seeing a story like this popping up in a in an age where you know no news is good news anymore. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and you know, you 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 see something like this. And it just restores your faith a little bit that man there's just there's more out there than just us. Exactly. You know, whether we can understand that or not, you know, is another thing entirely. Sure. But to have, you know, a humpback whale come in and just instinct instinctively save a human, knowing that there's a shark, a potential danger. Right. Not even an imminent danger or a current danger, but a potential threat. Yes. You know, proactively saving a person like that.
1: That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, I, pretty awesome. I just thank Star Trek Four for giving me the knowledge on humpback whales, you know? <laughs> right. I don't know if it's because they were endangered at that time. I know they just came off the endangered species list a few years back. Actually, it, may, it might have even been... I think it was September 2016. I was reading yeah. articles yeah. on some of this and uh, came across that. But yeah, um, that's such good writing in Four. Like, yeah. such a noble cause and... You know, there's really no villain in that movie. No. You could say the fishermen are. <laughs> but right. The, you know, it's just they were doing what they fishermen do. Right. And that's all they were doing. But yeah, that was... I was, I, It's probably why that movie resonates with so many people, non-Star Trek fans and Star Trek fans, because it's just a movie you can go have a good time with. There's yeah. There's no villain. There's really not much. It really flipped the script on the
0: formula. You know, for a movie like that, you know, like you said, the no villain piece—you can't count the probe. That's not—I mean, yeah, they were going back because of the probe, but yeah, you don't have this character as a villain, you know, to to go through the whole movie. It was just—it was awesome, man. What a
1: great film! Oh, it was. And if you ever have a chance, go on YouTube and watch like the making of it, or better yet, get the DVD or rent it or Blu-ray. They have like a making of featurette. Yeah. So so many cool behind the scenes on that movie where they shot the Klingon ship in the water that was actually an old pool I think they found at Paramount Yeah, and dug it up and was able to use it and that script itself the people who were okayed the finances and everything they, they said we would make this movie if it wasn't a Star Trek movie yeah, yeah Leonard Nimoy had just total joy like this was such yeah. an easy job awesome. to him it, it was just a uh, a great experience, and it's, uh, it's definitely a good movie to show your kids. Yeah. There's really nothing bad in it, you know.
0: A friend here had a little too much LDS back in the 60s. <laughs> LDS. <laughs> it was just the humor was great, you know, it, and was it wasn't over the top. I think the biggest villain might have been the punk rock guy on the uh, bus or yeah. whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think he was one of the producers or he worked uh, with the film yeah. and he recorded that really quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's, just... Screw you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was so funny. Great movie, great message. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really refreshing to uh, get this reminder again like, hey, humpback whales. I know who those are. Right. Pretty saved them. (laughs) Little Star Trek tie in there. Yeah. For for some current news. Get ready for uh, Tribbles saving uh, some people. Yeah, hopefully me. They're not real though, but they're not. Tribbles? That's a bummer. Well, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. So.
0: I've got some hair on my back that might be a treble. I'm not sure. Does it hum? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't get it wet. That's a, that's a different thing, right? The gremlins. Gremlins, my bad, yeah. They're the cousin of so the gremlins. So when tribble. you get my age, you don't, yeah. you don't remember anymore. Gremlins. Didn't they fight Darth Vader, those gremlins? Oh, yeah, they're going um, to. At, uh, Soon
1: Disney will own everything, Disney- so it'll be fun.
0: Maybe DC. We'll talk about that. Yeah, maybe. we'll talk about that.
1: Maybe Star Trek maybe Star Trek but um, people hearing this are like no
0: yeah everybody's thinking no but all I can think of is you know a Star Destroyer going up against the Enterprise or something and that's you know I've seen
1: that meme it's it's
0: awesome yeah just come on like give quickly me a break. before Disney
1: buys us <laughs>
0: oh that's great name your price name your price <laughs> so uh discovery yes. um we did a nice job covering the first six episodes, and then uh kind of got a little busy here and there and uh holidays came around and uh I had a couple surgeries in there in that time, yeah. so that was uh, always a good time for fun um for fun, it was just a great, great great time. <laughs> why not? Um, why not uh in this episode, I did see before the surgeries um and that was the mud episode. So it was episode seven. Uh, the title was ma- Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad. Now, I love Star Trek Discovery, but I did go a little mad on this episode. <laughs> and it's because of my predisposition to get a little annoyed with revisiting Groundhog Day type scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this was kind of one of those. The beauty of this one, though, is that it's so well acted by everybody involved in Rain Wilson as Mud, is so genius, you know, that my annoyance was so small and pretty much gone anyway because just watching that performance, you know, he he goes back, he plans to kill Lorca, right? Yep. Sell the ship to the Klingons, and the, I think this one kind of straight away is an episode a little bit from the quote-unquote lore that they're establishing, you know, kind of like how X-Files would have kind of a one-off episode here and there. This had that feel to it while it still did a lot of advancement for the characters. You know Burnham and Tyler. You kind of got a little bit more of them getting closer uh, during that episode, which I think does help advance that story. Sure. Um, but the the overall theme of the show was a little bit uh, off off the story path. But yeah, basically, Mud is creating this time loop to where he has to he wants to destroy the ship. He ends up at the end being confronted by what was it? His girlfriend or wife? Yeah. Yeah, and then her father, right? Yeah. So basically, you know, Mud's just a kid it's a who was told, <laughs> "Stop being a douchebag." Really, is basically the whole message of that episode. Yeah. But I mean, it was just very, very well played. You know, and I, I hope they continue to use that character in some capacity. Uh, the only what we only saw him twice in the original series, right? Hopefully, we don't see him just twice like we have now. You know, in Discovery, because a again, Rain Wilson's amazing, of course, and the character was incredible. But the character's still alive, you know, and so they, uh,
1: oh, yeah, they're smart. They're they can them, use him if they around. want to
0: use him again because, sure. you know, you pull in a performance like, uh, Wilson delivers, and, you know, it's hard to not want to, yeah. you know, capture this guy up and say, all right, you're going to be a semi regular, whether you like it or not, you're going to be in. But it was really good. Um, I think, I think the biggest takeaway for this show in and part of the lore and everything for the show is the kiss between Burnham and Tyler. They, both know that at one point they kind of danced and kissed, you know that was revealed to them, uh, and and so they that that knowledge was theirs going forward, you know, and into the regular timeline, sure. Which kind of brings the romance piece. I don't know if I'd call it a true romance, but there's a fa- there's an infatuation there at the time, you know, and uh, so it uh, it kind of starts advancing that relationship a little bit. It gives um, a it gives him someone that's on this ship where he feels like he's kind of a stranger that he can confide in. And it gives her who's this outcast quote unquote criminal, you know, it kind of gives her someone that she feels like she can can confide in and all that. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool, but, uh, you know, overall good performances. Did you, uh, anything else stand out in that episode that you thought? The music
1: did. The music? That was modern music for us. I I forgot which song they used. It might've been a, Biggie Smalls' song. Was it? I don't remember. For the remember. party seat. I just remember like, oh, wow, this is different. We're actually listening to... Uh, it's like the Orville, how they will yeah, throw modern things right, in all the right. time. You know, it, it, you know it's kind of like off-putting, but it's fine. I think TNG gave me like a snob effect. Like, I expected classical music. Right. You know, because they were always into that. There's never... Classical music, Shakespeare. All, you right, know, right. Yeah. And I, I, I still prefer that, but this show's... It's trying to appeal to Star Trek fans, mm-hmm. but it's also trying to bring other people in. CBS yeah. took a big chance, you know, to have their own streaming service with this thing. And, you know, if it helps the series become, you know, very popular and have people have more of a something in common with it, I guess, right. you know, I think the better, you know, because I, I think that's what Star Trek's about, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not like, you know, that music's from the past. So. Yeah. That it just was like weird to hear that. I was like, Whoa, we're on a starship and this is we're listening yeah. to this music. <laughs> it's never really pop music's never really been injected into no. track aside from the J.J. movies. Right. But and that was Beastie Boys. Yeah, and that was a little jarring at time, but also was was okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't it didn't feel terrible. No. It, um, it's not something I probably would have chose, but right. I, I didn't hate it. Yeah, and
0: I'm a BC Boy fan, so I didn't too. care too much. But uh, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's just one of those ways that you can tie in something new with something old.
1: And it's a nitpick, really. You know, it is. It like, is kind of a nitpick. What's really wrong with that? Like,
0: was there know, no other cool music in 200 years? Yeah. We have to keep going back to. Maybe stuff? there was
1: a band, you right. know, we know there was a third wo- world war, so right. um, maybe starting this year. But, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brought no. to you by the United States government. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh boy. We need uh we need a uh bird of prey to time travel for real come back now. Yeah, uh yeah, I like the episode. I thought it was really um kinda epic. I mean, really right. it looks this show is it's produced very well, I think, and they have a big budget, which I hope they get to keep. So we have to keep watching this. It's good stuff. It's not like, oh, this is crap. We got to just watch it for the production value. But just, you know, when they bring that creature in on the shuttle bay and then like it opens up and then mud comes out. Yeah. Just kill. I mean, everyone's just getting killed. Like you get to see Lorca die several times. Oh, yeah. like One time was like point blank in his face. Yeah, like mud was, hates him. Yeah, there like, was no love. What lost. he did to him on that ship, <laughs> exactly. He made a deal with the Klingons, didn't he? That was the deal. Mm-hmm. I think he got yeah. the time travel device. and He's like, okay, I'll sell the discovery to you. Right. So, yeah, it was in a way, it was a one off. But like you said, it, it helped. You know, um, yeah, it still had elements that did show. advance. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That is kind of the difference, I think, too, because in shows like X Files, things like that, their one offs were fun and they were always great, but. In a lot of those episodes, they didn't at all advance anything, and then right. you get back to it later. You know, in every show, even when they do somewhat of a departure from the main uh, mythology that they're creating, they still touch on it, and you know, and sure. they still move it a little bit here and there, and which is just awesome. It's kind
1: of just—it uh, was probably the first half fun show, yeah. Really, it really was you know, because you knew when he killed all these people, and you're like, whoa, that's weird. But you know, it's you know, gonna, it's not permanent. It was going to repeat right, yeah. itself, yeah. Which you know not to get into it quite yet but fast forward I wish that would be uh in effect for the latest episode right <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about it but, <laughs> but yeah no I I thought it was a good good episode for sure yeah summer. it was it was a fun one so that was uh,
0: uh that aired at the end of October and then uh, the week after that we get uh back into the mythology uh very very much so with s- I don't know how to pronounce this um oh, you you're better than me at this I think it's Sivus Pacem Parabellum. Oh, that's perfect. Um, but uh, that I know the last part's right. And the first part I may have screwed up. It sounds good, though. Feel free to <laughs> rail I me do. over the coals for that. I'm totally fine. <laughs> I, I'll own it. But on this one, you know, we really jump back into the action, you know, and this is where um, Discovery tries to come and help out another ship. It gets destroyed by the Klingons. They couldn't prevent it because of their Klingons cloaking technology. So as a result, you know, the task is to find a way that we can detect we, like I'm on the goddamn ship, <laughs> to find a way where they can detect, you know, how to get through to that, you know, uh, to, to that cloaking device, to, to kind of break through that code and and to help kind of postpone in their annihilation, you know, by being able to fight back. And so they come across this planet with, um, it's called, they called it a naturally occurring crystalline transmitter, you know, and so basically it's just a big crystal. I
1: think I had a summer break there once. It was yeah. Really, really cool. Did you? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, uh, Great signal. I couldn't afford to go there, you know, but, uh, whatever, Mr. Moneybags, um, I <laughs> hope you enjoyed yourself. Now I have class I charted a ship. Did you? There you yeah. go. <laughs> charted it all. Me over. and McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna. Genesis,
1: damn it. Yeah. We're going to Genesis. <laughs>
0: He's not going to get beamed anywhere, so right. probably you had to take a shuttle.
1: Yeah. A partial beam. partial beam.
0: <laughs> you'll eventually get there. Right. You'll eventually. <laughs> in pieces. Yes. But, uh, so they, they go to this planet, and knowing that they, there's this crystal techno it's just a natural phenomenon, you know, basically, that can help them crack some of that code, and they, they find out that there is indigenous life on this planet where they didn't think there was at all. Um. And Saru plays a huge part of this episode, um, because he's actually able to communicate to a degree with this quote unquote life form, um, to the point where, uh, he almost jeopardizes the entire thing, you know, in, in an effort to try and save this, um, this life form from it's a destruction or abuse or, you know, um manipulation in order to to get what the Federation needs. And, you know, we all know the captain is not going to settle for anything else other than what he wants, you <laughs> right. know, and what, what regardless of the um, <laughs> strain it may put on yeah. anyone or anything. It gets to a point where he attempts, Saru attempts to stop Burnham and Tyler from broadcasting this signal. And Saru's prepared to stay on that planet forever. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, as a result, it was a great episode. I like this episode a lot because I like that character, Saru, a ton. And so, this was a great episode for him. You know, for us, I think, to as, as, a, as a fan base, to kind of get to know him a little bit further, look at his moral compass. Sure. You know, um, versus the contrast where there's not a lot of moral compass in other parts of this show, yeah, you know? And so that was, a, it was refreshing sure. to see that a little bit and, and B it, it played out pretty interestingly. So, um, it says here in the recap, the life forms do adjust a signal and they contact the Klingons as well. They're hoping to end the war and try to, you know, broker some sort of peace as opposed to what the Klingons are going to do. And, you know, they're, right. they're not going to be a part of that. No. You know? so, they uh, help Admiral Cornwell escape, return to Federation territory from the Klingons. And then uh, I think one of the Klingons stages a fight with Cornwell, it says there, in an attempt to ingratiate herself with Cole. Um, but the deception's uncovered. Um, it says Cole also received the signal from the planet and orders his forces to uh, set course immediately. And it was um, the Admiral... Was that in the next episode that we... Saw the fate of
1: the Admiral? Yes.
0: Yeah. So this kind of set that up Yes, a little bit. Uh, this episode felt a little bit like a cliffhanger, don't you think?
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, well, we got to stick around and defend this um, right planet. Because mm-hmm. I think Starfleet wanted them to leave. Was yeah, right? they wanted them yeah. to
0: leave. And, you know, Captain wasn't going to have that at all. He wasn't going to go anywhere. Well, so. Good for him.
1: I mean, this is a complex Captain. This is the first complex Captain we've had, like... You really like you root for him but then you're like i don't know if i can trust this guy you know right like it's he's just a very complex yeah because
0: one episode you or even in multiple times in the episode mm-hmm. you like him mm-hmm. and then you hate him entirely yeah. you know right. and it's uh it's bizarre but i mean there's no question that he's unable to make a tough decision right you know i mean he's absolutely able to do those things and he doesn't care he's uh He's pretty intense. It makes him one of the most interesting captains I think they've created, you know, because it really goes against the mold of your upstanding, you know, high moral compass, not including Kirk and right. the the ladies, but, you know, everything right, else, yeah, yeah. everything else. He was pretty spot on. So,
1: but it was a, uh, it was a good episode. Yeah. And you got uh, Burnham and Tyler actually kissed officially. Mm-hmm. Maybe did a little bit more. We don't know. Implied. Yes. Yeah. Implied wrestling. Kids. Scientific
0: yeah. pride. Yeah. Yeah. They grappled. Greco Roman <laughs> style, I believe. With the situation area. <laughs> it was a fun one, but I um I remember liking the effects of the planet, and I remember thinking that visually the episode was really awesome. And not that the one before, like with the um, with uh, Rain Wilson and as Harry Mudd... You know, all the shows are visually pretty sweet, but this one kind of gave us a new territory to look at. Yeah. Um, we're off the ship, you know, and, and poof, we get to see something that was pretty cool. You gave know? us
1: something that you normally see in the past, like on, you know, TOS or maybe TNG. Yeah. It wasn't just a machine that blinked. Right. <laughs> and that's because they didn't have the budget, you know. Right. I think a lot of people forget that, you know, and some people are re- really, you know, I think we could get into that a little bit uh, as well as, you know, the show is visually different than what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. It's something we could talk about, but um, it was really neat to see this beacon and the tech involved and the organic elements as right. well. You know, Saru was not really fearful; like he, Mm-mm. he just kept going into the woods, and they're yeah. like Burnham and Tyler, like, uh, wait up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a good episode, and. They're really doing a great job with their world building, you know. I think um, we're getting to many many new places, familiar places, but Mm -hmm. new concepts, especially with budget.
0: Right. And this one led into the mid-season finale, um, which was called Into the Forest I Go, Episode 9. So this this did, you're right, it it was November. It was November 12th that this one aired. Wow.
1: Um, Felt like a long time ago. I didn't see it it until after Thanksgiving, because that was... Uh, Week one of my surgeries, two weeks in a row. So, well, again, going back just real quick, imagine back in the day, yeah, this would kill you to miss an episode.
0: Oh, I would not have, yeah, uh, yeah, I would have said, just don't wake me up from the
1: surgery. Just, yeah, you'd (laughs) be like, listen, I'm gonna have my surgery, but you make sure this thing's time record, right? Exactly. If there's any power outages, yeah, yeah, and if something bad happens, (laughs) just. Go yeah. crazy
0: with the fentanyl, yeah. You know, have fun. But so thank uh, God
1: for the streaming service. Oh you man, get to just yeah. I mean, watch it once I was again, more
0: again. conscious with the world, you know, yeah. I was able to right. watch these and kind of take advantage of that. But yeah, I felt bad because you know I didn't get to see them as fast as I wanted to for right. these last two. But. Because I would ping you and be like, "I know, Did and you I, see that? I know, and I, I, I miss, uh,
1: Damn it, see it so we can talk about it.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on Painkillers, man. I, I don't even remember seeing, seeing myself. I'm seeing so much right now. <laughs> yeah, right, was William it. Shatner in that episode? Like, no, way off, man, way off. Because he's right next to me. <laughs> yeah, as I'm alone. Steve. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stop dicking around. Watch Dr. Himself. McCoy
1: just operated on me. Right. Like, oh, my God, what are you on? <laughs> so funny.
0: But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this was... Um, I mean, selfishly, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad I waited a little bit, only because I didn't have to wait as long for the <laughs> the <laughs> new one. Did right. it wasn't too terrible, but right. at the same time, you know, I got to see these probably at the beginning of December, and uh, um, you know, so that gave us a good, that gave me a good month to wait to, yeah. to, a good binge to knock watch. it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, but this one, you know, it's kind of part two where that picks up the uh, prior episode that's almost unpronounceable. So Lorca, uh, Captain Lorca, is ordered, you know, as you said, to leave the area by Mm -hmm. the Starfleet, and, you know, basically they're saying, he's saying, no, I'm not going to do that. But he does it for a little bit different reason than he normally does stuff. He's normally pretty selfish about what he wants to do. (laughs) And this one, you know, he wanted to protect the life forms, um, but it did also fit his own purposes because it would help detect the cloaked ships. Of course. You know, and then he'd kind of still get what he wanted out of it. And it says here on the recap, you know, the Klingons arrive, Tyler and Burnham fresh from doing a little kissy-kissy. Uh, they transport over to the ship, plant sensors, it's going to help create an algorithm, basically, and then that's going to help them detect cloak ships. And in doing so, they do find the Admiral alive. And when Tyler sees L'Oreal, uh the Klingon female leader, he just loses it at that point. you know, and, and so PTSD is a real thing. In this universe, too. Sure. Because he gets it, you know, and he starts remembering some torture and just knowing that, uh, you know, he was tortured and virtually, you know, he was and raped. It's pretty graphic
1: torture, but too. right. I mean, it's flashes of things, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. You I slow don't know if that, stuff show that down? <laughs>
0: yeah. Or on VCR, if you slow forward, <laughs> advance. Just the tracking. Or just the tracking. <laughs> You're going to see some crazy stuff. blur looks like blood. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man, that looked like a terrible day at a dentist. That's Where, still flushing itself yeah, out a little yeah, bit, yeah.
0: but uh, it did it. It uh, planted the seeds, yeah, as to what happened with Tyler.
1: You know, I'm glad I wasn't eating at the time. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa,
0: man!" I gotta tell you that, that, and I don't know what else I watched recently, but I was <laughs> eating food while I was watching it, and I'm like, "What the
1: hell, am I? Chinese food?" Like, right?
0: Oh, I start just looking away, you know, and I can tell peripherally what's going on on the screen. I'm not going to even. You just throw it across the
1: room. Um, reach for the bag. <laughs>
0: reach for the Winona Earp. That's yeah. what it was. Great show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, side note, you know, but uh, it was, there was a couple scenes. Sure. They get a little grisly on that show. Yeah. It's yeah. like, just
1: uh, need to send them an old-fashioned letter. <laughs> handwritten. I would appreciate less, or a warning. Well, that's good, because I,
0: I do have them delivered by pigeons still. So that's, there you go. <laughs> that's good. But uh, back to the show. Um, <laughs> so, basically... Captain Lorca has Stamets make. He has to make a ton of little micro jumps to provide a three-dimensional reading map for the uh sensors to get the reading of the sensors. That's 133 jumps. Nuts. One jump just knocks it out of the guy. Yeah. So to have to do 133 of them is just insane.
1: You feel for him. Right. It really put you in that character like this is intense like wow. Yeah. And you know is partner is the doctor on the ship mm-hmm. and, uh, just to put you through all that you got two characters that are really like could lose yeah you know, a lot
0: and so it it, it did it turned into uh, quite an ordeal for him and um it didn't come without consequences to him at the end of the episode they do successfully make those jumps at that time burnham tyler admiral cornwell and then Lorel, the klingon female wants she wants a defect And so they all come on board to Discovery again, and uh, the Klingon ship is then, of course, destroyed. So they wanted to get to safety, so he has to make one last jump, Stamets does. And just Anthony Rapp, I mean, is is semi-annoying as I found him to be a little bit in the first couple episodes. Man, he's just really turned into quite the... Quite See, the character, man. I don't
1: know if it's a, it was a choice or it was just him as an actor trying to get used to the character and work out all the details, you know, how actors do. yeah. But, you know, after he – I think his character changes quite a bit once they start doing the jumps. Right. Once he starts getting into that seat and right. doing them. So I don't know if that was maybe, like, on purpose or it f- was maybe a bit of both. I,
0: yeah, I feel like it was on purpose a lot because it does, I mean – he does such a good job shifting as a result of the actions that happened to him in the series. So, mm. um, he's got some really good acting chops, you he know, does. and, uh, I wasn't sure the first couple episodes, I'm like, Oh, there's always someone that gets on your nerves in every show. Well, you I know, knew and... he
1: was a good actor too. That's what <laughs> frustrated me. Like, you yeah. know, like it was a little choppy from the, the get go, but you know, looking back, maybe it was just because that's just the way the character was. And, you know, he just mellowed out a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think as that show, that uh, he was first in, I think it was episode three. Mm-hmm. first get on Discovery. You know, I think he got to unwind quite a bit, you know, once they had their adventure with the monster and the uh, Warp Dog. Right, that's right, Warp all Dog. That. <laughs> but his encounter with Lorca in this episode, after all the jumps and the success, and, you know, he's pretty much like, I'm done. I'm done jumping. Because he's like, I'm yeah. ready to just give it up and yeah. go home or whatever. He knows like. he can't do it anymore. But that scene, I felt like, wow, I could see Lorca killing this guy. I don't know why. I'd Mm -hmm. hate to see that, but it's so tense. Like that's just the whole thing about Lorca is like we don't really know. He's a loose cannon. He's a total loose cannon. Yeah, like he can just pop us any second, and it's not going to be good for whoever's. It'll be ugly for
0: anyone next to him. Yeah, and I don't think he would discriminate on showing that ugliness. Right? You know? Oh, I know. And you know, he had to do one more jump, you know, to get everyone to safety. Uh, but he did say that was going to be the last jump that he does. you know. And so they, they do the jump, but during the jump, it goes awry because he kind of collapses and things just uh, didn't end well for Mr. Stamets. No, you know? we see
1: two ships for a second there, too. Uh-huh. it goes to warp. And then it joins back and then disappears. Yep. And then reappears.
0: And then reappears. And then we're kind of stuck at the end in unknown space surrounded by a lot of uh debris from uh destroyed klingon ships and that's where we left it what a finale in november you know wondering what the hells happening i was like what was that right couldn't believe it i just was like i got to watch that again right but you nailed it though on the hint you know with the two ships yeah you know i mean it was i think one a day or two or after i watched it you'd said
1: you know huh mirror universe maybe well and i also read into that they were going to explore the mirror universe and so yeah But even seeing the ship do what it did kind of, I think, would lead me to think that maybe um, also when Stamets first uh, started warping the ship, we had that mirror scene with him and the doctor brushing teeth. The doctor leaves. I think you had to go back one more time to yeah. see that, right? Because yeah. I said, did you notice that his reflection was still in the mirror right. after he left? Yeah, and I didn't notice
0: at all, and so I went back and rewatched it. And you're right.
1: You so I don't know if that was just kind of like a just a hint of the mirror universe, or if they're ever going to pick up on what the hell that was. Right. Yeah. It was very mysterious, but
0: yeah, because that still is not really resolved. No, you know? it's not. It's not, and and they weren't in the mirror universe at the time,
1: right? Right. So I, I still want answers to that one. <laughs> I know, I know, right, right. Yeah. And of course, you know, after that warp his eyes are all white now. Oh yeah. And I think he's just he's just out of it. He's like Raiden from Mortal Kombat, you know, that's what he
0: <laughs> the, the hat. His eyes the he needs a hat, you know, the just whole comes thing. comes out rotating. Right. Yeah. Trevor broccoli, Yeah, it
1: was the whole thing. But yeah, what a finale. I mean, it was just... It was intense. Like, that's the beauty of these episodes being available. Mm -hmm. You can watch them as many times as you want. I think I've seen every episode at least twice. Yeah. It's also helpful for the show. I You know, I watch them again, but else like to watch it's fun yeah. yeah it's not like a job <laughs> i think you know tonight i might binge these episodes we're talking about right yeah. now uh, i didn't have time before the show but i do remember them but yeah just just talking about them yeah talking about me them want I mean, to see them again
0: yeah i remember them but i mean there's more details that i know i want to remember i mean right. you know i mean the recaps are great but they are worth rewatching, you know, yeah, and if, sure. And you know, if you're listening to the show, you probably already watched them, but uh, uh, just it's it's great to it's fun to go back and revisit that stuff, and especially knowing that you know, we're gonna have a ton of time probably between season one and two, and all that's finally done and wrapped, right. You know, I'll easily be watching this again, oh, you know, sure. and again, yeah. so
1: be a nice binge watch, yeah, for it's, real. I can't say it enough. I've said it before course i'd like everyone to listen to this show yes but after you watch the each new episode tune in for after trek because they have they have so much fun about like yeah. what went down on the, the episode we just watched they have sometimes they have the actors involved on the show like concept ideas they they do like a segment of like artwork people yeah. turn in it's really cool and they do q a actually it's like on yeah. twitter they do q a's all Kinds of fun stuff, yeah. but that's and I know
0: you've been after me to watch it, yeah. I've watched, I haven't, I've been watching them in order now, though, so um, I'm on like the third or fourth one now, yeah. You, you like, uh, and yeah, I'm loving yeah. it a lot, you know. And it's really cool to see the cast appearances, and um, you know, if you're really into the show, something like this is just a great companion to that.
1: It's just like Talking Dead, yeah, you know? it's just like. What did I just see? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, we get to talk about it a little bit, right. and they have like polls. And oh yeah, I want that damn table. That? I said right? that. Oh right, the beautiful? table's amazing.
0: Oh my gosh! But uh, I mean, it's it's extremely interactive. It's well done, and it's just a lot of fun. You right. know, and, and it's uh, it, it was really cool. So I'm glad you've been harping on me about it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you're right. You know, I mean, it's it's totally worth watching. Um, it's just cool. You get,
1: to see, you get to talk to the writers. Yeah. You know, I mean, not personally, but, you know, Matt Meyer is a great host. He's yeah. a big Star Trek fan. And his comedic talent is just it's fantastic. <laughs> right. I could not host a show like that. But man, he's just uh No, oh, I could host that all day yeah, long. Yeah, well go for it. Go for it. Maybe he'll take a vacation. <laughs> and-,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll take one look at me and they're like you're not hosting anything. Uh,
1: after after track.
0: Stay on a podcast, Steve.
1: <laughs> That's yeah, what we should call. After the show. After, after, after track, track right? Track. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> track after dark. There you go. You have some uh, nice soft saxophone music, you know, to lead us in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Silhouette of Ash and um, candles lit during the studio. Yeah, Yeah. there you go,
1: Kenny G. Um, Get some little Kenny G. I think one person will listen to it. I'll be me.
0: Yeah, there'll be one person listen to it. Steve, come on, man, (laughs) and I'll quit directly thereafter, so no one will have to hear from me again. So that'll be nice for everybody. But so this next episode is our current episode. It's the. uh, hey, welcome back. We're we're here to hang out with you for a few more episodes. Uh, Heck yeah! Um, it premiered on January seventh, uh, last Sunday. Um, and the episode was titled "Despite Yourself," so it really picks up right away. Um, from being kind of marooned in some strange space, you know, around some uh, blown up ships, and it's pretty evident that they're in the mirror universe. Yes. You know, they uh, um get to see. Well, and, of course, we know the spore drives offline entirely because Stamets is unable to right. do anything. You know, he's almost in a, a comatose-type state saying weird random crap here and there. Yeah. You know, and then uh, just having really big bouts of adrenaline, you know, a- as well. And so they had to put him in a force field to kind of keep him safe from himself and and everything else. But we, we open up, and, you know, in that wreckage that's around them in space— they are trying to get a data core extracted from one of the ships because they first encounter a ship that's attacking them, and it's Vulcan. Isn't that right? Yes. Yep. And so the, the Vulcans attack, and then, then poof, they're gone, and all that's done. But they, they have to extract this data core, so they send Tyler out in a shuttle to go do it. What happens to Tyler? Another massive episode with PTSD. Mm-hmm. He's getting more flashbacks. Yes. What happened to him? So spoiler alert, the show is great. So there's your spoiler. Yes. Uh, So spoilers right now. He learns that he was the Klingon. He was the guy with her earlier on in the series. She basically, I'm going to call it torture, but she, uh, she made him into a human. Intense surgeries, uh, basically rearranging his bone structure uh, organs, things of that nature. Yeah. And he's just now starting to figure this out. So he goes to get this data core and he's freaking out. And it's to the point where, you know, Lorca and, you know, Burnham both are noticing that there's something going on here. Is everything okay? Burnham kind of talks him through it a little bit. He gets the data core, no problem, gets back to the ship. But, you know, it was quite evident from the captain and Burnham that, uh, you know, something happened out there, and, and we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and I think it definitely, uh, you know, set said, said in the uh, Troy effect of needing a ship's counselor. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if the anyone ship. needed a ship's counselor, it's this ship. Yeah, exactly. Because they, you know, Christ. from him getting rescued, even Lorca going through all they did, mission to mission, mission to mission. Yeah. It's like, wow, slow down. Yeah. Just crazy talk. Revise. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, he um he gets back to the ship, and the first thing he does is, which which is pretty funny because I forgot Laurel was still on the ship, you know, oh, from yeah. the um uh, mid season you know right. finale to now. I'm like, oh, that's
1: right, she's on, the she's ship. in the brig, you know, yes. and the
0: whole thing. So the first thing he does is he goes down there and he confronts her, and uh, you know she's treating him like you know hey you're my boo. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's basically, you know, a, a little more language maybe and a lot of, uh, sloppy talking and Klingon, but, uh, she
1: wrote love you on her eyelids.
0: Yeah, it's she wrote love you on the eyelids and flipped, well, flipped in a little bit. Indiana Jones action. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it worked. And then, uh, she started laughing like a Frenchman. Oh, <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was yeah.
1: terrible. that was a weird direction. That's a weird
0: direction, but you know what? You, you gotta, um, you gotta go with what you got, but, she gives him a verbal cue a little bit, and it kind of triggers him. You know, it's um, yeah. it's uh, like an activation word type thing or a phrase. Right. And uh, which works on him, but then he kind of snaps out of it. Now, before we kind of talk about that more, you said the direction. Yes. This was directed by... Jonathan Frakes. Oh, wow. Who's that guy? Number one. William Riker, no, uh, no, Star Trek: Next Generation. Now he has had a lot of directing experience with you know the Next Gen, feature Deep films. Space Nine, feature films, Voyager. Yes. He's no obviously aside from the acting, he's no stranger to Star Trek.
1: Yeah, this wasn't like a cute like, oh, he was on Star Trek, let's let right. direct. No, he's actually a good director. Yeah,
0: he's he's nailing it, and and it was funny because I forgot completely that he was directing that episode. Did you? It kicked in though about halfway through yeah. because halfway through I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. This is the first episode of Discovery that I feel like the pacing feels like a Star Trek episode. Right. You know, where it's not flash, 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 action, 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 poof. Yeah, you're right. You know, it, it felt like we're fleshing things out a little bit. You know, we're, we're not necessarily flashing every five seconds to something different. It's like Family Guy. When they take a bit and they just stick with it mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, Wow, they're really sticking with this, aren't they? But they're not afraid to do it. You know, and this this is how I felt about scene length, you know, in this episode. Yes. I felt like, you know, the scenes felt longer. Whether they were or not, I don't know. But maybe there was just enough of them that were longer that it felt it made that difference for me. But that's when it kicked in that Frakes is directing this. Right. And, you know, he's um he's awesome, man. It Jonathan was nice. Frakes. I miss
1: I miss that yeah. pacing. I mean, I'm sure it's got something to do with him. Could be the writing. Cause I know they said that they're eventually going to get back to Trek classic Trek. We know, right. Not sure how that's going to work out. Yeah. I think
0: they're talking about the optimism piece of yeah. it. You know, they're going to get back to that a little bit selfishly. I do hope so.
1: Yeah. I really liked the direction of the show. It was very nice, but I'm, I still have more.
0: enjoyed what I've saw. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. I was telling Jennifer cause she's not watching it with me. She watched the first episode, I think, but, uh, you know, I told her, I said, well, this isn't your father's Star Trek. This is a lot darker. You know, Where are you going? <laughs> right? Yeah. But I still like it a lot. Um, But yeah, I don't think I'll be upset at a more optimistic tone either. Yeah. You know, so.
1: And it's hard to say, you know, Brian Fuller was the original showrunner. Yeah. A lot of his ideas made it into the pilot and probably throughout the first uh, set of shows we watched. Yeah. So... And it's also the directors, too. Maybe they have more, maybe they're trying to incorporate so much material just to get it in there. Right. They have to do a little choppiness here and there. Not to say the direction was chaotic. I've certainly seen worse, and oh, yeah. I, I'm not complaining at all, honestly, but this, this episode just felt really kind of like a relaxed watch. You know, like, mm-hmm. just stand, sit back and watch. It's fine. You yeah. know, don't have to focus too hard. Right. Things are going to happen. We're going to let it episode. happen. Right. It was fun. It had dra- dramatic uh, A parts. lot happened yeah. this episode. Yes. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know, as, as much as I'm talking about how it felt like it more pacing from traditional Star Trek, mm-hmm. there's a ton that happened in this episode. You know, yes. so, you know, in this universe, Tilly – is the captain of the Discovery. Yeah. Nerdy, geeky, awkward Tilly. Yes. And so, you know, it, they, they understand that in order to kind of maintain in this universe, they're going to have to create the facade that they're part of this universe. So, you know, having her have to get into that captain's chair and act like the Tilly from the mirror universe <laughs> is is pretty amusing. Yeah. Especially the very first time. You know, I'm like, I just shoot her with a phaser. Yes. And put her out of her misery, please, you know. But then at the end, towards the end, as she grew into that piece, it was actually pretty convincing. You know, she did a really good job of it. You know, right. and uh um but man, you know, we talked about this earlier their their costumes and everything else involved with this episode was just really awesome. But uh you know, they 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 learn that um we see the first Constitution class vessel. It's a Defiant. Um looks very familiar. To other ships, you may or may not be familiar with in Star Trek, right? Right, um, which is
1: pretty sweet. Um, but, and it's in holograph form, right? Right. Or it yeah. wasn't like clear. They didn't as day. see it,
0: see it, but they saw the specs and the schematic and, and all that, right? Um, but throughout the course of the show, they learn that that ship is from their universe. Yes, it's not from the mirror universe. So, I mean the the whole um premise is that we have to find out how this ship got here because if we can figure that out. We can get back home. Get back home. Right. You know, and so that's uh that was pretty sweet how they kind of incorporated that in there. But you have to wonder what's the what's the uh Defiant doing in the regular universe. Right. Right? What right. the hell's happening there? Yeah, you know? exactly. And, um Exactly. So I mean there's a lot of this this episode Answered some questions, but brought up a ton more. Oh, for sure. Um, and it set up so much. Set up a ton. You know, and so in, in this universe, the, you know, there's really no Federation. It's called the Terran Empire. And it's basically humans who are in direct opposition with anything alien or anything that's not them.
1: It's like Nazis in space right, pretty much. Right, right.
0: Yeah. It's like our president. So it's, um... <laughs> amen. Amen. So it's, uh... Yeah, it's just it really resonates in today's society a yeah. lot. That episode did, um, purposeful or not, I don't know. Yeah. But uh it, it was pretty cool. And so, you know, everybody's against the humans, you know, Klingons um it looks like the Klingons and Vulcans have a alliance. Right. You know, and so they're they're trying to uh uh put an end to that stuff. But you know, in this universe the Shinsu is still yeah, a ship.
1: That's really neat,
0: yeah captained by Burnham and uh, Lorca is a criminal and uh, and and so she ends up having to go back to the Shinsu. It's just I can't talk enough about how many twists and turns this episode has right Um, and the um, I think psychological impacts of having to act a certain way in this universe
1: it's all about survival.
0: It's all about survival, and you know for Backstabbing. a fact, <laughs> right? You know, you know what? I'm a bad guy Literally. in the universe. Yes, you know, and so now yeah. I have to act like that, right? And, and no one found out harder than Burnham, who, um, the captain of the Shenzhou, while she was gone, um, was one of her friends in the regular universe, the helmsman, the helmsman, who she watched out, die. Yeah, you know, right. and now she gets to see him again. But spoilers, uh, they end up getting into an ar- uh, into a fight, and she ends up having to
1: kill him because he's he, he assumed captain of that vessel uh-huh. when her counterpart went missing. Lorca's counterpart was presumed to have killed her, right. I believe. So she brings them both back,
0: and there was and- no body for Lorca, but right. Nobody, so they didn't know if he was dead so or let's alive. Hope
1: the other Michael doesn't turn up. Right. Yeah. If the other Michael. <laughs> That'd be turns a great up, fight.
0: That would be a great fight, but it'd be a. Uh,
1: uh, it'd be crazy. But what an entrance she did to the, the bridge. You yeah. Know? She stabs him. And I guess that actor was on After Trek. Some of those scenes where she's like, oh, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I stabbed you or whatever. whatever. Uh, some of that was real because they were so uh, confined in that um, elevator shaft, whatever, with camera crews and yeah. stuff. Like, she accidentally hit him. Oh. And so, like, some of that acting, I think, was real. Yeah. But uh, just the the craziness of going from like sorrow and like, oh my God, you know I killed you, and then she has to show the bridge like that' nothing, yeah, I'm captain,
0: yeah, I did it, and I'll do it again
1: you and know I mean it's a great shot like the door opens, he falls out,
0: I'm back, and that crew claps for it all, you know right. they they were uh Impressed by the display, you know, it was very much like a Klingon hierarchy, you know, right. where a first officer would kill a captain to take over and, exactly. and that sort of thing. You know, it was very much like that. Again, you know, we've got a couple subplots going on where our buddy Tyler is still suffering from now in even enhanced version of the PTSD, especially confronting Lorel the way he did and knowing what happened to him. Um, he goes to the um, sick bay to try to find out, you know, Hey, was, can you tell me, did something happen to me before? Blah, 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 blah. And the doctor figures it out, you know, and he ends up, you know, telling him that, you know, well, it looks like your bones have been shifted and, you know, uh, the doctor knows what happened. Bone crushing, bone crushing. You know, you were made into a human, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, um, and as a result of how he's acting, he wasn't going to let, you know, Tyler, help with the missions and all that stuff, who's gonna kind of confine him up. Tyler kills him.
1: Yeah, that was a big, big shock. Big
0: shock. Um Rambo neck snap style. Oof, you know, yeah. just just broke his neck and poof, you know, and at that point, Stamets, who's in the stasis field the whole time, you know, eyes all milkied up and, mm. you know, uh um, fairly comatose. One of his phrases then was, the enemy is here. Right. You know, so it's quite clear that uh, Tyler is going to have some more uh, interesting storyline coming up, I'm I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> well, his whole thing was, I don't want to be grounded because they need me right now. But I right. just want to find out answers. So it's like... It's almost so he like does the, it to kill the guy. You it's know, almost I like just... the doctor was doomed either way. Right. And, you know, I, I knew when he said, I'm going to have to ground you. I'm like, oh, don't say that to him. Uh-huh. But I didn't expect him to kill him. I expected, like, him to get you know, beaten up or whatever. something knocked out. I was whatever. like, Oh my God. And yeah. of course it was a shock to the actor, Wilson Cruz. And, yeah. uh, supposedly, uh, they even contacted, um, the, um, uh, or TV. Oh yeah. What, what's the,
0: community? um,
1: LBG <laughs> LGBT a lot. community. uh 'cause yeah. uh, cause you know, in real life, um, Wilson Cruz from, I believe, you know, uh, is gay. Uh huh but the writer on the show is gay too yeah. so it's not like you know we just want to get this gay guy off right. here but they actually consulted the uh, you know gay and lesbian alliance yeah. and they were like is this okay to do this right. and you know it, it's nice that they really cuz you know this is the first gay couple in star right. trek Yeah, uh, you know there might have been a few other hints down you know in the past but this is the first Front and center. This right. is what's happening. And while
0: I think we're two PC as a society, but we also have to be more socially aware, you know. Yeah. So the fact that they are doing something like that mm-hmm. I think is great, you know, because it does. It they're aware of those optics and what those things look like, you know, and, and the fact that they um made those steps, I think is pretty impressive, you know, and right. says a lot about the, 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 the staff, you know, and the, the people running the show. So, I mean, that sure. was, that was pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I, I did like the doctor character. Yeah. So the I fact now that he's, uh, got You're dead guy syndrome. you to know him more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and we were talking earlier today, wouldn't it wouldn't be great if they found his counterpart in the mirror universe and, Right. Got to take him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so we can
1: keep him around, but... Who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean, Star Trek, they could maybe use that time device that uh, Mud had, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's so cliche to do that, like, such an easy, like, write-off, but... You want it to mean something. Yeah. But at the same time,
0: he was really good in that yeah, role. he was. You know, I mean, things mean something sometimes and you know like you know ned stark dying in game of thrones things you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that happens where you're like oh my god how could they do that right you know and those changes are permanent you know and this change is permanent you know it was uh it was quite the the surprise and shock for us you know it was it was it was devastating
1: i was like that just happened yeah
0: but you know right now nobody knows that you know what happened nobody Mm -hmm. knows that tyler did that tyler is still now helping with everything going on and I think things are gonna to come to pass for him and it's gonna uh I think it'll get a lot uglier before it gets pretty. because right, uh, for Tyler.
1: She with Lorca joined the, the Shinzu. Uh-huh. And, and Lorca
0: they... was the was the, the captive. You right. Know, so he got sent to be tortured. That looked intense. Yeah, you're like in the stasis type chamber yeah. being electrocuted How does your heart the not whole explode? time. I know. <laughs> He's like ah Yeah, he was being tortured and you know I was oddly watching him get tortured. <laughs> a little satisfied yeah, and a little not satisfied. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, I, it wasn't that I was like, oh, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. But then back in my head, I'm like, he kind of deserves it.
1: <laughs> well, to, to go back to when Tilly has to prove herself, basically, that she's this Tilly that this universe knows, you know, she... She really masters it. You know, the first time was choppy, but that's because they put her right on the helm. But on the She spot. was like, what the yeah. heck? The hell? Yeah. The hell? Is going on? Right. And then the second time, she's like, I'll rip your tongue out and lick yeah. it with my boots. Right. Like, Damn. Yeah. Like, is it bad to be aroused a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Lorca just, uh, before they uh, made their presence known to uh, the Shinzu captain guy, uh, Lorca like headbutts the corridor, just get blood going. He's just like, to make ready. it
0: look real, he looked yeah. the part, you know. As and a I prisoner who's gotten in a
1: fight. And... Yeah, I love him. I love that about him. Like it, it's so difficult. Like I don't think you can ever say he's he's one or the other. Yeah, he's you just can. kind of he's just like and you know a lot of people in, in our world is there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. very complex. Like very complex. They're just kind of on the edge. And but
0: for the first time, you also saw him really give out a few. Atta boys mm. without really saying it. Right. You know, um, till he's saying that she'll do her best, you know, and he was just very stoic and he's like, I know you will, you know, right. and it's just as opposed to something you might expect him to say like, well, you better, or I'll eat your right. heart for lunch. You know, of course he wouldn't say that, but you know, his, his demeanor seemed to shift to almost a more captainly, mm. uh, persona in a few different scenes. Right. So it's going to be interesting. And, you know, we, we end the show with Burnham taking control of the ISS Shinju, and poof, she's the captain again after killing uh, uh, a little young dude. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Is it in here?
1: No, it's not. Because he was only in like the first episode, I believe, or second. Was He's- it Gant?
0: Cameron sure. Gant? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was, but oh
1: yeah, I think you might be right
0: yeah yeah so she she had to kill him and then poof we in the episode with the uh the crew of the uh Shinju clapping and you know and at first she's not sure what to think because you know the the lift opens is this okay he's dead <laughs> you know and she's got that look hey, on her face like um i might have to improvise again here and then all of a sudden just
1: here come the claps play the love boat theme Right, exactly. And then, <laughs> poof. Um, so, yeah, they warped off to meet up with the Defiant, uh-huh. correct? And, of course, I'm just assuming when we get to that part, which I cannot wait to see right. the that ship, that's going to be interesting because they got to... How, how is she going to <laughs> yeah let them know, like, hey, I'm, I'm a good guy. These other people are not. Right. I'm, how? How are you going to do that? That's going to be very interesting. And, of course, poor Tilly trying to be something oh, she's man. not yet ready to be. Well, I guess she is, but you know, she her long term goal is to be captain. Right. Now she's all of a sudden yeah. the captain just for And in wise. that way. Right. Right. And then she they're gonna deal with the death of the doctor, I assume. Yeah. So that's gonna be And you very, saw a little
0: bit of that on next week's, you right. know. Um So yeah, Tyler coming Stamets back. Stamets was holding him, yes and, you know, the doctor, uh, the doctor's body. And so yeah, and then Tyler um you know, confronts Burnham towards the end of the episode there and um, this is, uh, it's going, it's, it's really picked back up. I mean, Jonathan Frakes did an amazing job in the direction. It did Um, the writing team did a really excellent job, I think on this episode because I want more, but I felt like I was also given enough, mm. you know, and, um, it was just, I don't know. This was probably my favorite episode of the series so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. really, really good. And, and it had a cliffhanger. It too. had a cliffhanger and, Sometimes that Mirror Universe stuff seems a little cliche and everyone's going to do it. Every Trek has to do their Mirror Universe episode. you started it. Right. And so it's, you know, it, it, I was a little hesitant going in because I'm like, oh, geez, they're just taking old concepts. I didn't concepts. know they could tackle it, honestly. Right. I was
1: like, is that too soon? Like, right. But it makes sense the way they did it. Yeah.
0: They really. totally wrote it well, you yes. know. And so I was um, a little hesitant going into it. And then by the time
1: the episode was over, I'm like...
0: Well done, kids. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly done. Well, and they're
1: they're exploring a lot of that universe, and I think Enterprise did too. I know you haven't seen all of Enterprise, but from what I remember, Enterprise did a really good job of introducing that universe. And I don't remember the TOS versions too well, Mm -hmm. other than Spock with the goatee, the you know the evil goatee. Uh, But yeah, this really, um, they're I think they're really exploring that universe more than ever from just. The, the what they looked up um, on this, how everything is and the look, you know, they printed new suits and yeah, you know, that's so cool what a budget can do. The visual appeal was
0: amazing, <laughs> and they even you know on the ship itself, you know, they did work to alter it right. and everything. Yep. They showed that change the U to an I. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, this episode really was just awesome, and it I felt was. I felt like the little tiny details True. were really just nailed, you know, and. Um, God, I can't wait for next week.
1: Well, as sad as losing the you know Doctor um, Colbert, I believe that's yeah. his name. Him and Stamitz had that one brief moment before you know his death. Uh, Stamitz came out of his coma for a split second, mm-hmm. and it was after Colbert kissed him, right, and told him like I'm not going anywhere. You know, yeah, which sadly, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So that was really neat to kind of have closure, I guess, but something tells me we're going to see him again somehow, some so. way, uh, the way they phrase it on after Trek, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, I think, um, I do feel bad for the actor. I feel bad for a lot of these actors because you know, they're really, um, you don't know who's going to make it right. from episode to episode, especially, you know, we going clear back. We had that security chief lady and I thought she was going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, and she was, but man gone did not choose wisely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, this episode had a lot of big moments, you know, when, um, Tyler opened the door yeah. with um, Lorel, I was like, oh, shit, she can just leap on him. you know. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting how she didn't try anything, and he was able to shut the door. And it was that's because that, that's, yeah. that's her boo. Yeah, right. You're my boo. <laughs> I got your tattoo. Yeah, I got your tattoo. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because uh, the last time we saw, and forgive me, the albino Klingon dude. Last time we saw him, it yeah. looked like something was going to be I don't, I never thought the plan was to change him into a human. Right. So I hope once they explain it fully, like it's going to make sense and not seem so stupid. Right. You know, like, did you really have to do that? Yeah. And he just, you know, hired a guy. Right. It'd be really interesting to know if they borrow DNA from a deceased Starfleet officer, I mean, right. how do the they uniform, right. all that stuff? I don't know. I mean, of course they could probably replicate one just like,
0: well, I'll tell you what, I, I'd love to have some of that surgery because I mean, you know, Tyler is a good looking dude, you know, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have scar tissue all over his, no. feet, you know, I mean, and he can speak English He can speak. you know, it's fantastic. So, Yeah, I'll take some of that. actually. shoved a but... universal
1: translator up his ass. <laughs> Worked just fine. That works for me. Yeah. Right. I can tell you that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very, you know, the uh, ISS is very, uh, you know gladi- gladiator, like yeah. it's Klingon, like it's weird. It's like there's a lot of sexual things uh-huh. going on there, too. Repression, I don't know. Yeah, you know, just noticing that uh, when Burnham was showing off Lorca on the bridge, she was kind of cresting the back of his head, and I was like, Oh, she's really getting into character. And of course, yeah. the lick my boots thing, and you could tell the captain on the other end was like digging that. Yeah, I was like, Whoa, this is crazy! Yeah, um, cut off your tongue and yeah, use it right. to lick my boots. <laughs> But I want to talk about the um, the alterations in the show, the visual alterations, you know, the new Constitution class ship we knew right. existed. What are your thoughts on all this? Because from what I read before, they were honoring the written material and, you know, doing a new visual aid to all of this. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a I guess it's really a tough thing because mm-hmm. it's like you're giving up the classic looks Do you accept that? How do you feel about all that possibilities?
0: You know, uh, if anyone's heard me complain and whine on this show before, they know I'm a purist. You know, and Mm -hmm. I like the, I like the way things are, and I like the way things were, and you know, especially like with comics and that sort of thing. And you're talking to a guy who was a Star Trek fan before Star Wars was even out. So, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that's near and dear to my heart from a visual perspective and from the technology and all that. But it's 2018. You know, that that classic design stuff from the 60s, the 80s, and the 90s, it's going to always continuously be improved upon. You know, what we're looking at now in 20 years is going to look stupid <laughs> to us. Yeah. And so I think it's important to continue to update that stuff and take advantage of the technologies and, and, and the eye candy that makes sci-fi such a cool genre. If all I kept seeing was like the old 70s Battlestar Galactica type graphics on shows, uh, whatever, you know, come on, you know, it's yeah. really pretty lame. And, in uh, and, and, you know, I can still watch the original series and their pastel colors and, you know, right. simplistic, you know, drop forged aluminum sticking out of, you know, Uhura's ear and just all the weird stuff. Right. I can watch that stuff fine and still enjoy it, you know, but. I love what they've done visually with the show. Um, And so you're right. Once they get to the Defiant, what's that going to look like exactly? You know, that's going to be interesting. But
1: um, That'll probably be a lot of um, discussion.
0: I'm sure it will because, number one, if there's a segment of the population on the planet that likes to be pissed off, it's nerds. (laughs) And Trekkies. And Trekkies. And, you know, I include myself in some of that group, but at the same time... I also like to have an open mind on that stuff because it's really it's supposed to be fun, you know, and it's supposed to be entertaining. I think if we get so stringent in our views that we can't, you know, open up to some of those new ideas, why are you watching Star Trek to begin with? Because this is what Star Trek's all about, you know. Right. So even if it's design stuff, even if it's just the visual pieces, um, character updates, um, the JJ verse, I mean, you know. Star Trek's about exploring the boundaries and pushing those boundaries, and you know they're doing it, and you know excellent job doing it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, it sucks to give up those classic looks, you know. But given that they have money now and they're trying to appeal to a a mass audience, I know a lot of Trekkies don't like that. But it's like you almost need it to survive. Sadly, you're not going to have
0: a Trek if you're only if you're only um, catering to Trek fans. You're not. Right.
1: And, no. you know, it is kind of nice to see something refreshed, you know, yeah. uh, even the JJ Enterprise. I I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, I um, did, too. It, it, I think it incorporated a lot of the old elements, and it would be really neat to see if this Constitution class we're about to see. Hopefully, we see, you yeah. know, the bridge, if it's very similar, just yeah. got that look to it. I don't want them getting away from the, the sleekness. I think right. they have just a little bit, because I know when Star Wars came out back in the past, if you go back and watch Star Trek two, the making of, yeah. they wanted to make the ships kind of rugged, right. and you know the designer is very strict, saying, this is Starfleet, they're streamlined, right. sleek ships, so I hope they don't lose that aesthetic, yeah. you know? Agreed. But um, the, from just looking at the, and the image was all like blue. So you could you can make out kind of like a profile, yeah. But it looked nice. It just looked like a and it looked modern very, version yeah, of the Enterprise. It did. It
0: looked like um, it looked like something new, but was still familiar, you know. Sure. And it wasn't too. It, I don't think it looked drastically different at all. So that's and cool. And if you
1: go out to see fan art, several people have adjusted the original Enterprise, and they've done great on yeah. doing that. And I even thought, man, this would look better in movies than what we have got. Oh yeah.
0: You know. I hope those same people that are complaining about it though understand that they better complain about Star Trek: The Motion Picture too, because mm-hmm. right. that's the same Enterprise, quote unquote. Right. And look how radically different it is from the TV Enterprise. Right. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, there's things are going to get updated, things are going to change. You know, we're going to continue to evolve from a technology and special effects standpoint. Right. Embrace it, or you know. Shut up about it.
1: And the motion picture had the refit for the excuse, which worked. And if you listen back to the show or look back on the show, this new one, they actually did say... Lorca made a point to say, uh, oh, didn't it just get a refit?
0: Ah, So who knows? There still
1: could be the classic version. We just don't know. But just given our advancements in technology right now, it's very hard to bring in new people if the tech looks very dated and... You know, just doesn't. It's not attractive, right? To you know, back in the '60s, that was different.
0: Yeah, I don't want to see some big glowing rock saying, "I am the guardian of forever." Right.
1: You right. know, I don't want to see crap like that, right? So yeah, I just, I, I just think you know, at least you're getting like the written material. They're not, they're not rebooting and saying, you know, Spock is actually human and right. Kirkus Vulcan now. You right. know, things like that. When they get into that, that's maybe Else World stuff. Um, yeah, but if they're trying to do that in canon. That's a little bit... That's where I will start drawing
0: lines and things yeah. like... You know what I mean? Because then right. you're taking away the core piece of it. Exactly. But from the cosmetic piece of it, man, have some fun. Push the right. boundaries, you know?
1: And I'm excited to see the Constitution. I post. know, me too. Uh, the minute they mentioned it, you know, oh, you know, uh, well, it's like this is a total nerd moment,
0: geek yeah. out time.
1: You know, it was sweet. There's a lot of great Easter eggs in, this, in these shows. And you know, Michael's running around with Tilly saying you could someday captain the or transfer the U.S. Constitution class enterprise. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, just the Fox name out there. Right, yeah, I want to see Pike because yeah. we can do Pike right now, yeah, or maybe April even. Well, I don't know how lineage, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think April, uh, Captain April came before Pike, right. So we'll see where that goes, but that's probably more season two territory. Yeah, I think hopefully, like season one, will complete its story, and then maybe two will get more into the classic track, and maybe Frakes can come back and do right. some more directing. Well, I'm sure he will. LeVar Burton directs too. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much everybody on that on TNG directed. Right. Even uh, Gates McFadden. Oh, did she really? I think she directed. Oh, nice. Episodes, I didn't even realize so. that. And some of them even wrote some episodes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And, of course, this cast can do the same thing. It's just kind of like how they've always done it. Oh, yeah. So I'm definitely rooting rooting for that. And luckily, when the show started, they already announced Frakes was directing an episode. And yeah. I w- couldn't wait. Right. And, you know, I, I just remember, like, I knew it was premiering, you know, this last Sunday. I didn't know it was Frakes right away. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, because they put articles out there about it. Right you know and what's interesting is he directed an episode of the Orville which is the Star Trek knockoff i guess yeah you know Isaac yeah i think for everyone who misses the classic trek or the the safeness of trek the Orville is a good show for that. You've got to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's very good. It's not Family Guy people. If you no, if if you're looking for or if you think it's going to be Family Guy type humor because you don't like it or whatever the case is, Seth MacFarlane has an insanely true love right. for Star Trek, right? And it shows in this in this
1: series. And I yeah. I only wish that he would have been able to helm a Star Trek show like he wanted to do oh, a long man. time ago. But, you know, I think they both can coexist. I love Discovery. I think it's fine. It's it's new territory. Yeah. Uh, the Orville just kind of embraces what came before. And, yeah, they're both great shows. Yeah. I think it's a great time. So I think, you know, if Discovery is too dark for you, which, you know, yeah. I think to me and Stevie, yeah, it, it's pretty dark. And it would be nice to lighten it up. But at least you have the Orville to kind of that. That's a great balance
0: for me right yeah. now. Because, um, you know, I saw McFarland on a talk show. And it's like, well, it's a drama it's got funny elements, I dramedy. Mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of different elements that really haven't been tried, and for sure. uh, especially in the sci-fi genre. I mean, yeah. you know, that's almost uh, uh, just asking for trouble when you do a show like that. But it's just incredible, you sure. Know? And it's already got a season two coming. So
1: yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's amazing. That's fantastic. And you know, it's funny as uh, critics didn't like that show. I gave it a chance, and. You know, we, you did, too. Everybody yeah. did. But I remember, you know, I was like, I, I'm anxious to see this. I really yeah. am. And I think I told you right away, like, you should check this out. Yeah. Because it's really, like, got... It's not so um, reserved. They're right. not so reserved characters. Like right. they, one drinks soda on the bridge. I mean, it's just funny. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's
0: like you know, it, it really incorporates a lot of our sensibilities to that universe, and right, and is pretty funny. You know, it's like and, Monty
1: Python on yeah, the Enterprise. It really is, and,
0: and it's got uh, and it's got a lot of heart. Yes, and Seth MacFarlane is rarely the comedic one, you know. Yeah, uh, in the show, in any way, shape,
1: or form, he's living the dream. He's captain of yeah. a ship. I mean, who wouldn't want to play that part? It's yeah,
0: just, it's, it's just a great time. And uh, I love the bit though, where he uh, was talking to the first officer, and they're talking about somebody on the ship, and you know, he's like, "Is that the guy that I can never remember his name?" And you know, <laughs> yeah. and then they show him later in the episode. And he's like, hey, "Hey, there he is." <laughs> Just keeps on walking. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such a good show. See, little tiny things like that, right? Just, you know, it, and you're right. That's a great balance between discovery and sure. Um,
1: it's it's pretty awesome. Well, and to segue into travelers, um, you know, I know we're going off topic here, but this has a link. Uh, Eric McCormick was in a, a classic movie, in my opinion, that Steve needs to see. It's called Free Enterprise. And it was basically swingers that were like nerds in Hollywood. Like they would pitch movie ideas, but they would get together and go to like toy stores and, you know, go toy shopping and yeah. then talk about their laser discs. And, you know, I've got Apocalypse Now on this and that. It was just really cool. But Eric McCormick yeah. was in that uh, movie. Great movie. William Shatner's in it. Oh, wow. Plays himself, you know, nice, a fictional course, version, right. let's yeah. say. Very... Uh, Very crazy movie, but really a a really good movie for Trek fans, especially. You just needed to go check it out. But currently, McCormick is on the revised Will and Grace, but he's also on The Travelers. And I'll let Steve take it away with this show because he got me hooked on it. Yeah. Thank you. You are welcome. (laughs) I've lost sleep, but it's also been fun. (laughs) But <laughs> well, it's usually you giving me the
0: recommendation, yeah, so right, I right. Uh, uh, this is a payback for you. Yeah, buddy. right. <laughs> um, but Travelers, yeah, it's a Netflix show. Um, the premise is basically that in the future, not even distant, I mean, it's quite a ways out future, uh, a couple hundred years, uh, it's very dystopian, there's society is radically different and they found a way from a technological standpoint to transfer a person's consciousness into somebody in the past. And so what they're doing is, and this is from an entity known as the director. So basically the director sends someone's consciousness into the past. So if I'm dying of a heart attack right now, poof, you know, as soon as I'm dead, the very next second, this consciousness could enter me and that consciousness is its own – it's another person. And and so it's a person in, in, in my body and then it has to adjust to my life and right. all the things that come with that. Um, but they're basically sent uh, – it's a team. And so we have uh, five people on the show that are the primary stars. And we get to follow them as a team doing missions, trying to – you know, make the future a better place. You know, whether it's stopping a terrorist attack or, um, you know, saving a meteor that falls from the sky and uh, the the elements that come from that, we get to see them interact as a team, as a group, and then we also get to follow their individual storylines too. And you know, I was telling someone today, it's not, it's got sci-fi elements to it, but it's also it's grounded strictly in the 21st century, and it's uh, it it deals with. These travelers from the future, how they interact with normal people today, it's just really insanely well done. Smart uh, smart TV. Uh, writing. The writing is some yeah. of the smartest I've seen, but man, these Canadian TV shows have been knocking them out. <laughs> right. They've been knocking them out of the park, and, and I, I can't recommend this show enough. It's on season two right now. I'm about just under halfway through season two, and um, unreal. Netflix. Netflix. Check it out. Keep checking it out. When you're not home, play it over and over and over again, you know, and just let it run in the background. Just for ambiance. Just Yeah, just to have it. (laughs) Keep the animals entertained. Pets, dogs, cats, whatever. Because, you know, I'd love to see this show continue, you know. I haven't seen any word yet on a season three. I do know that uh, the showrunner has plans already for season three. Sweet. So if they get picked up, um, it's going to be interesting, you know. So check it out. um, If you like great sci-fi, as we do, obviously
1: this is gonna blow you away fantastic show it's really interesting take on time travel it's not like you know Marty getting the yeah. time machine you know okay yeah. doc yeah <laughs> uh no it's just it's so damn cool and you know to bring it back to tra- uh trek it's kind of like gary seven i uh-huh. think that was the character back in the tos days they i think we're going to maybe spin him off but he was from the future and he was trying to stop like a rocket from going up mm. and I think Kirk and Spock intervened, but yeah. It was a really cool episode. He had a cat and yeah. it like was a a female. It was it was weird. Yeah. It was really trippy, but sixties man. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why they never developed that. Just didn't think they could get yeah, something it, I, I thought it was a really interesting concept, but maybe the travelers are crossover to star trek maybe right that'd be awesome that'd be fantastic so
0: but yeah it's uh it's good stuff you know a lot of great tv out there
1: yeah yeah we're very very spoiled
0: very spoiled right now and we'll be complaining about everything we'll be talking great about how everything is and um but yeah we'll be back uh, uh sometime next week after we got our next show coming up this sunday Exciting! Um, Hope
1: to get to see the uh, Constitution class. Right, talk
0: about that episode eleven. We'll get to see uh, everything continue to progress. Um, if this show continues down its normal course, these first couple episodes are going to continue to be on the main mythology. You know, then maybe we'll have a nice fun one off or two after that. But uh, sure. I I don't feel like we need it right now. I I can't wait to see what's coming next. I'm excited. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I know. Uh, uh, I plan on watching it Sunday night. So. We have Monday off from work. So, yes, there you go. Uh, Travelers, Star Trek, Traveler Star Trek, After Trek. Yes, yes. Uh, the Orville. Yes. You know, if you have Hulu, it's all there. I'm behind
1: on that, so I got to catch up on the Orville. I am current on that. Yeah, you so, beat me. <laughs> finally, for
0: the first time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So check it out. Uh, check it out, and then uh, you know we'll come back with you guys here in uh, about another probably five or six days if that you know to talk about uh uh this next episode on mission report and then we'll have our normal show on sunday sure which depending on the amount of editing we'll have to do will depend on when we drop it but yeah. uh uh yeah we'll be talking sunday uh just have a normal show, uh, episode, 87. show episode 87 yes wow that's uh almost how old i am <laughs> so that's pretty impressive <laughs> when we get to 93 steve wake up yeah right so Ugh. so yeah so check us out uh um, on all social media, um, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher Radio. Uh, Stitcher Radio. Uh, well, you, you can't not find us. Type in Field of Geeks, and you're going to get there. Yes. So, check it out. Uh, a lot of great content out there for everybody to uh, to enjoy. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: I'm Steve. I'm Josh. Live long and prosper. We're